Welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sammy Sheva. And welcome. We here at Curious Chimps are law-abiding citizens. We do not endorse anything illegal. And anything we discuss is for entertainment and not information purposes. We are not experts, and nor do we claim to be. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, read the label, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chips. I'm a little tired. <laughs> you went out last night, no? Oh, I did. It was great, actually. Yeah? Nice. Nice. We went to fucking Ice House and just ate a bunch of ribs and oh, chicken. I want to go to that place. Don't they drop the whole fucking thing on your table? Oh, yeah. Dude, the guy had style. He was such a, like, like you know, someone who's, you can tell someone's been like a waiter. He's been doing kitchen for a long time. Like, he just yeah. knows. He's just like, hey, bing, bang, boom. What's going on? Da, 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 da. And he's like, you guys, that big table, you four? Okay, bang. Okay, you guys, this, that. He just doesn't stop moving, you know? And then... Um, Sounds like cocaine. <laughs> uh, fucking maybe, dude. 50-50. Maybe, actually, like 80-20, probably. Because <laughs> it's a restaurant, biz. But, uh, or he's just a high-octane guy. I met some people like that, too. Do I look funny with the hood on, over the, like, the, the oh, headphones yeah. over the hood? No, you look good, brother. Yeah, thank you, too, man. Appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, he's fucking, they put everything in a bucket for some reason and it's like a metal bucket and i don't know why they make the food then put it in the metal bucket but they had they had already like placed a like a piece of paper like a roll of paper on the um, on the table like down the center and then flip like these kind of like you know the, the the french fry paper you know in the box oh yeah yeah that's like kind of red and white yeah, checkers yeah. sort yeah. of it's like so deli put, paper like, exactly they put like two of those in the, in the it's like these squares of paper and then they then the guy comes in, he like fucking like flare bartenders the fucking bucket and like tosses it upside down. Like Whoa. he doesn't, he doesn't super flip it around, but he just like, he goes like, what? And then like it comes out and then he goes, Kunk! and it's like this super loud, like the metal pops kind of thing at the bottom and all the food slaps onto the floor or onto on the, the table. table. Wow. Wow. And there's no, there's no plates. I mean, like I ordered uh pulled pork tacos also because it's like, why not? Fuck. Amazing. Pork tacos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was really fun. It was me and my brother. And we took out my two cousins because they, one of them was uh, in town from Toronto. Nice. And uh, I mean, they're they're like in their twenties or something, and it, it seems like they just never tried anything. Nice. So so we were we're like like they had, like one of them never ate ribs, and the other one never ate oysters. Oh shit! So we're literally just getting all this stuff, you know. Yeah, Montreal's a place to try things, man. We got we got pretty much everything here. Yeah, and that that's one of those good places too. They kept saying how they kept being amazed by how small the restaurant was, and I'm like, you haven't seen the beanery or something where yeah. it's like a little hallway, <laughs> you know? I tried to describe it to them. Like, imagine it's like half as small, or like even le- like it's just literally a hallway. Even Schwartz's is like a it's little fucking. It's, it's like an aisle. Yeah, you know? yeah. like you you can be sitting next to a bunch of people. It's like shared tables. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I saw a few people. That, the the people before us, they were two and two, hmm. and the the guy comes out and he says, look. Uh, the bar's empty or you guys can share a table hmm. and and right away my brain starts going nuts like would you sit next to each other and try to chat would you lean into it or would you go in front of the person you know and try to ignore them <laughs> you know yeah. it's like yo you want to get like fucking something for the table you know like yeah. I don't know who you guys are that, but we're all fucking family you know let's go that would be ideal but I don't not many people are into that 
But the the best thing there is this fucking I I don't remember which I think it's bourbon. I think it's straight fucking some one a type of something okay. like bourbon and and uh, like a lemonade. Hmm. And it's fucking delicious. They nice. give, give you a pitcher of that shit and you drink it like beer and it goes down so fucking smooth. Oh, fuck. And I'm not at all hungover, but I got a little tipsy. Nice. And I don't I don't drink much though, so it hit me nice. But dude, the food. You can't get hungover. No. You, I was eating so ribs fried? falling off the yeah. bone. Yeah. Fucking the fried chicken had like a honey, like a glaze to it. Nice. Like everything was excellent. Fuck, everything was go fucking try excellent. It. This is turning into a commercial for Ice House. Damn. Fuck, I would love to go there. I've been thinking about it for a while. They don't take reservations, eh? It's just like show up. No, but they're they're cool. It's like my brother called beforehand. He said we're like twenty minutes away. We're four people. Is there a lineup? He goes, no, no, you'll be fine. Nice. We get there. There, there's like those those four people I told you about, and yeah. we just got in right away. I love those spots. The small little intimate settings, you know. It's kind of that plateau area, a yeah. little like not not exactly. It's but just like, off Saint Laurent, right? It's yeah. close, and it, there's so many places like that, and they're the ones that stay open. Yeah. They're the ones that, that make it for some reason. And it's like the food has to be good. The location has to be good. A lot of them are on the corner for some reason. Yeah. Those are like, a, those are just a pop, oh, more popular spots. Though. Have you been to a Maison Publique? I don't think so. That's, you would love this place. It's a little bit expensive. The chef is like a renowned across Canada. I forgot his name. Oh, wow. But he's like top three or top, in the top something of chefs in Canada. And it's fuck, like, you go there, it's like a bar. You just walk in, it's a bar. You have like a little table. People are just chilling at the bar. It's it doesn't look like a restaurant per se, and they have no menus. It's just chalkboard, mm-hmm. and you can do the chef's the the chef's menu where it's just like fucking. He makes it up the, the day the morning of, and then just brings you a bunch of shit. You know, you're like surprise me. You just put yeah. your hand over your eyes. So that's what me and my buddy did. We, we just like yeah, just bring us everything, pair the drinks, just do it all. You know, nice. and I'm telling you, it was some of the best food I ever fucking had. One of the plates was just like a bolognese sauce mm-hmm. with like fresh Quebec ham. Just like oh, a plate wow. of ham and bolognese. And it's like, fuck, it was so good, you know? If it Which, works. Yeah. <laughs> I was freaking out. And then like the main course, we were already full by then. They bring out this giant <laughs> charcoal uh, grilled uh, fish with the bone in it. And we're just picking at it like savages. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. Man. It ended up being like 100 bucks each, but... Like you can't change. That was a three-hour experience. It's like yeah. I mean, once once every I, once I get a fucking decent job and I'm actually like not fucking scrounging for scraps kind yeah. of thing. Every two weeks, I'm just gonna go and fucking burn a few hundred dollars uh, somewhere. There's like something that. about a restaurant experience with friends, good company, even drinks or no drinks, but just like good food and and enjoying that as the night out. Like that's my qu- clubbing equivalent I, now. I'm with you on that, yeah. man. It's like there's nothing more valuable and, and precious than like having a fucking good dinner with people you like and just sharing fine memories, whatever comes up. But in that setting, it's, mm. you know, I always thought of doing a podcast like that, like a dinner podcast. You just go to oh, restaurants, bro. you set up a few cameras. Yeah, but you're going to drop like <laughs> like 30% of your viewership because they just can't, they're just going to hear. But that's, guy, oh, that's no, like no, an ASMR, isn't like- it? A calming sound like uh, dishes and... <laughs> Weepy no, I don't know. It depends on the the person, because it's fucking like. I think I'm kind of, I kind of have that misophonia thing a little bit. Like I, like I, I'm. I, it, it's hard to say because it's something I've always experienced, and then I kind of looked it up. So in my head, I feel like it's something I discovered, like a name of something I already had, you know. Mm. But you never know with these things. It's very uh, interesting. You'd need to be in, in an fMRI. 
you need someone to fucking start smacking lips and then and then you, you just see the brainstem light up and then the doctors okay. go oh this guy's got no control over this yeah. this experience but at least at a more conscious level like if you hear certain things does it do anything to you that at a physical level um i notice this is more of a tinnitus thing i think i've damaged my left ear a lot and okay. i get fed up of loud noises if they're constant if i'm if i'm around family and everyone's just loud for a long period of time or like my brother sometimes he just paces around the house and fucking talks loud on the phone because the other guy's like on speakerphone in his car or some shit you know okay. my brother's not inconsiderate but he's he's gonna take the call it's like he's a busy guy kind of mm. thing that kind of mentality and i just get like uh, it's like i'm suffocating a little bit mm. like you know when you can't take a full breath sort of like yeah and and after a while it gets annoying that's the same idea okay uh but otherwise like chewing is there's something weird about it there's something like associated i don't know what it is it just bothers me hmm. it seems like a conditioned thing but then what i noticed is i like i wouldn't put myself flat in the category of someone who's like suffering this because i've seen some really extreme cases what i've noticed is that if i'm annoyed with the person then this is even a bit i wanted to put on stage eventually it's like do you ever hate somebody so much that you you like you don't want them to eat <laughs> like you literally like they're just they're eating and like i hope you fucking choke on it you piece of shit you know like there's just this anger and it's like you're not mad at the sound you're mad at the guy you know but like one time i was with my friend phil and i love this guy I, we've never said two bad words to each other you know like he's just an amazing guy and we're we're playing video games we're watching something we're at his house you know uh, it's, it's we're having a good time we're smoking weed we're having fun and then we order putins and they come and he's eating and he's one of these people he just eats like and i just <laughs> Like my, my neck tenses up, you know, like I can't control it. I got over that one because yeah. I was like, I know I love Phil, yeah. <laughs> you know? So like through the love, through the Phil love powers, I just, I had this like mental loop de loop. I was like, okay, it's just sound, you know, like, let's see what's going on. And then I said, then I realized that there's like a taboo to it. There's something mm. that's bothering me about it. And my rationale was this guy's like <laughs> fucking, uh, you know, like a mal élevé. You know, like he's, he's, uh, he's like, uh, he's not, he's not being polite. Yeah. You know, it's like, like shut your fucking mouth, bro. Yeah. You know, like, like you're supposed to know that. So then I heard that <laughs> thought in my head rattling around like over and over. And I said, okay, join in, you know? Yeah. So I start fucking chewing like a <laughs> douchebag. And it was like, it was like, I was rocking around with my dick out or something. I was like, this is bad. I shouldn't be doing this. But in a way it was fun also. So I, it was a very strange experience. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on in my head after the time. <laughs> That was like a learning experience. Just not giving a fuck and just letting into it. That's, yeah, that's noticing that I do give a fuck. Like yeah. it's some kind of point of pride. That's, you know, like I'm I'm one of I'm probably the quietest eater I know. Yeah. You really? Know? Yeah. My brother was busting my balls yesterday actually because I'm eating an orange, but it's like you're gonna drown. You know, you have to swallow and shit. Like it's, you know, like you have to. It's a loud fruit. <laughs> that's funny. That's that's like a micro ego death. Like just accepting that and just jo joining in with him and doing that. You know. Yeah. It's getting annoyed it's funny when you can find things where you look at yourself and like oh you're being silly like this shouldn't bother you it takes a lot for me it takes a it takes a <laughs> it takes me having no other way out and being totally sure that i am like in great relations with this specific friend like it's it, you know i gave you all the ingredients you know it's like i'm very stubborn but yeah i didn't even really notice it you know it was like this very like you said it was like a mini ego death it was yeah. just kind of this like i found a way out and i was better for it but i didn't stop to say like oh i did it kind of thing mm. like it was really just this funny experience yeah but otherwise in terms of the sounds like i don't know like i've tried asmr and there is 
there are some that I found that were very like it's like a it's like sensual and kind of like tickling mm. whereas it can be more like annoying tickling or pain when it's a different sound it's 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 yeah that's the best way to describe it and, and the best one I found was just this girl like describing her day <laughs> she's whispering she, yeah she's whispering yeah. but she it's just her the type of voice she had was like naturally high and she's whispering and she's doing the kind of like left to right thing like with um if you have you're supposed to have headphones there because yeah. they have like special microphones and all this shit and uh she had this like subtle japanese accent hmm. and i i was like in heaven it was so nice. weird i i can't explain it I, those videos they don't get it for me i kind of just get impatient but i've noticed with my yeah, dog like feeding her like peanut butter for me the sound of her just <laughs> it's like it's calming it's hilarious and i'm like wow okay so i i have that whatever that fucking condition is i guess for maybe f- for that but it's it could be just association too with like memories and stuff like that. that's what i think i think for most people it's uh it might be maybe misophonia is like a source like a form of trauma maybe yeah. something crazy happened i can even think of a time when i got like my ass kicked and it like was like it preceded uh a person chewing very loudly hmm. it's like a it's like a, not even a stretch like I, I clearly remember that there you go so maybe it's just the it's weird because when i hear someone eat an apple all of a sudden i want an apple and i was wondering where that started from like when i hear that that crunch yeah like that, like <laughs> that, that, that first bite you know specific sound so then i actually <sighs> recently i watched dennis the menace you remember that movie Frighteningly well, actually. Yeah, that's weird me too. Like I remember, word, like almost word for word, the whole fucking thing. <laughs> so I was watching it, and the scene with the robber goes to the kid and steals his apple, and then just slices it with the knife and takes the bite. That's what started that that <laughs> urge for apples, because I remembered watching that scene. I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking. It was that scene. I remember clearly after watching that scene, I went to the kitchen. I was like, fucking. It six gave or you seven. a craving for apples that never left, <laughs> and it's like usually I would love to eat it with a knife. But <laughs> oh, like dude, that's so Literally badass. Like the scene, man. You stab it like in the movies, and you just eat it like a turkey leg. Like yeah. Oh, he would slice pieces off in his hand. Oh, you should do. Like you should savage. do my thing. Like a <laughs> Fucking having little rotisserie bites, you know? Oh shit! Oh yeah, we burnt like fucking fifteen minutes because I was all late. Good. Brother, um, I don't know. Let's just shoot the shit because uh, I have cool shit to shit to bring up. Do it. S- something really recent. I just saw this morning. Uh, you know, Brian Rose from London Real. He put out a post. Uh, maybe you saw this um, tape over his mouth. Did you see that? I don't think so. That's okay, so picture. I I don't know much about it yet. I'm going to read more into it and try it. But apparently there's studies showing that if you tape your mouth right before sleep, like a piece of tape, just slab it on your lips. Apparently that's like a huge benefits for your breathing cycle during sleep and really good for apnea and uh, just overall even gum health and teeth health. And hmm. there was like I was reading a little bit before the podcast. It was like uh, this doctor was saying that teeth decay happen when you're sleeping because your mouth's open and they're drying out and all those microbes and the microorganisms are dying and just getting uh, dried out. But with your mouth closed, apparently it's going to increase your teeth health and less decay and all that, mm. plus increased uh, uh, quality of sleep. So, so fuck, it's cool. So if, you might, if you're suffering and you don't want to buy a fucking, those weird machines there. Where <laughs> yeah, like <a> fucking <laughs> gas mask. <laughs> it's so, uh, I mean, if it helps or whatever, I don't care what it looks like. It's, it's very interesting. I never thought of it, but it, it makes sense. Like, you know, even like um, for meditation and relaxation, like breathing through your nose is already stimulating the calmness and parasympathetic. 
So it would make sense in your sleep cycle if you were breathing just through your nose. Like those systems are being uh, activated, you know? There's even like there's even long-term studies. I don't know how the fuck they measured this. Maybe it's just like habitual. They see someone obviously breathes through their mouth like more often than not. And even mouth breather, like yeah, even they brought it up in Stranger Things. Like that was like an insult that they use, but it's actually an insult that people use. <laughs> mouth it's like breather. Your fucking mouth breather, yeah. Okay. And it insinuates that they're stupid, mm. but it it actually does correlate. I don't know. I never read uh, deep into other studies or anything, but apparently you're like a higher functioning human being if you're breathing through your nose oh yeah and i i mean if simply put it's as it's like you're you're imitating higher altitude you know me and my brother were actually talking about it because he uses one of those masks when he's working out because he's a fucking savage altitude mask with a little uh pinhole yeah he's got he looks like bane he's got like a fucking good one and he clicks it like one to five kind of thing nice he puts it to the max setting and he's like dying when he's doing his, his workouts restricts your airflow it's cool yeah. Actually, um, side note though, he's he might have a problem now in one of his lungs because uh, shallow breathing. No, it's like well, it it forces shallow breathing. You know, we don't know what it is yet. There, like okay. he's he's going through the doctor process and all that. Hmm. But apparently, people who use those masks, they're pulling like very deep breaths and not getting a lot of air. It creates some kind of like like negative pressure system outside of the lung, and you create an air pocket. Whoa. So he might have an air pocket and, and they can get rid of it in different ways. And my brother is such a fucking savage. I love it because uh, he said they if it's big enough, they might have to stab it and let the air out like manually. And he goes, I hope it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's scary, man. But uh, it's I mean, the, this, those studies say that you should live at altitude so that you really get acclimated and then exercise at sea level hmm. to get the best results because then you'll get more pump you'll get you'll get more bang out of your buck so breathing through your nose through your entire life yeah my mom used to tell me all the time you know you have a fucking fly catching gape like people say like your head you know your mouth yeah. is just open well even in yoga like uh i when i first started i was huffing and puffing <sighs> now it's like probably 95 percent of the class is just through my nose controlled breathing yo youtube and ashtanga class <clears throat> like everyone knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and the I mean, there's probably a teacher also like showing let's kind of, it's like Taibo. The guy's just doing the thing in front with you in case you lose your place or something, but they're all breathing at the same time. Nice. And they're all doing the Ujjayi breath the whole time. Not every style forces you to do that or suggests you to do that, but they're They're like ocean sound and it's the whole class, man. And their, their, their diaphragms must be like a bicep, bro. They're just, (laughs) yeah, they, they they push that a lot at my, at the studio. Go to Ujjayi breath. It's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I I forgot all of my. I gotta I gotta like open my books up again and get back into and it. Get brother. fresh. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a powerful powerful art that I want to get into. Teaching yoga, man. I love it, and I'm I'm just kind of leaning into the fact that it's there's something kind of like there's a flavor of religiousness around it that I, that is unavoidable. People will call it a cult or parts of it. If you go deep into like the ashram life, it's hard mm. not to see it that way. And there's 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 prayers and practices mantras and chants and all that and it seems so secular to me and it seems so like functional and so just about being human so it's like the religious of the religion of life in a sense that just applies to everybody whereas other things are more story driven or and i even i've even i was learning about buddhism yesterday and there's other deities Hmm. you know there's like a japanese or a chinese or like a, a like there's different iterations of buddhism and they'll they'll pray to other like buddhas 
not just like the Buddha, you know? Okay. Whereas in my impression, it was always like a gross misinterpretation. And it's just this one guy who reached enlightenment and told other people how to do it. And he's, he's like, that's the same story with Jesus, but that's just been really turned into a strong religion mm. with, with very kind of, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, there's so many iterations of that too now, yeah. but it's, it's, it's the same story with every religion, I guess, where they go, Hey, like, don't worry about the guy so much as what he was teaching because you're the guy. That's so many people get so caught up in the guy instead of the path that he went through. You know, it's, it's ironic too, because they're just getting up in the, tr in the tradition yeah. of, the, of getting caught up in the guy. Yeah. So it's like layers of simulacra. Yeah. People so adding fun. shit in over the years, the, the interpretations. In essence, all they were really trying to say was like, yo, it's, it's in you, God. Just see it and be it and treat everyone as if it was you. You know, it's like if you strip away everything from religion, it's usually pretty much the same moral um, rules. Hmm. You know, be good to yourself, to your family and your neighbors. A lot of that, uh, almost none of that shifts with time either. That's what's nice. But mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the... A lot of what they were doing was counteracting what religious does, which is like lean into the fear of death and try to create like this knowledge of something you can't know about. Mm -hmm. You literally, it's like your job to not be able to know about what's after. You're just here. You're stuck here. Some dude might fucking roll his eyes back of his head and like, you know, his pineal glands going nuts and he's floating on air. And then he tells you about reincarnation or about heaven or something. Cool you didn't see shit you yeah. don't know what's going on he knows to him yeah he can tell you whatever and you can choose to believe him and that's as far as that goes it's intense that you say that because that ties into what i was telling my friend the other night i served dmt tuesday night allegedly allegedly fuck <laughs> tuesday night in portugal tuesday night 17 tuesdays ago. <laughs> so allegedly yeah um and i was saying i'm like what i'm offering it's like a direct experience you're not hearing it from someone else. Um, you're not. It's not being given to you from a different person, and you're you're accepting what you're hearing. You're getting a direct experience with whatever you find. Mm -hmm. I can't influence it. It's a direct link, and that's what I love about like meditation now and the psychedelics in general. Is like you're getting a direct phone line to that source field, whatever you want to call it, and you're not hearing it interpreted from a priest or a fucking rabbi or some guru. You know, like you're literally. You're cutting out the middlemen, and that's valuable, man. That's for some people. All they need is to hear it from a priest or from whatever, and they they found it themselves through that, and that's good. You know, it's a start. Yeah, it's a start. For it's me, a, I ca I've never resonated. blind faith is is a, a flimsy. It's a it's a ladder. Hmm. You know, and it's 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 a start. Yeah, yeah. but when you get a direct link, and you 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 go through those steps, it's like it's incredible. You know. And there's, it's in the zeitgeist now because people, I used to say this as a joke and I heard a lot of other yoga teachers and other people say this exact word. They're not teachers, they're facilitators. Mm. That exact word it's is exactly bouncing around so strongly lately. You're the guru. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're going through, man. Yeah. I just have these techniques that worked for me and so a lot of them didn't work for me. My practice is not going to look like your not practice. Zero. You know, that they even divide it in, in, uh, in yoga. I mean different names different schools all that stuff but the way i learned it it's like there's literally four like chunks of yoga and it's like look you can pray all day you know you can just like talk to god you could just be for god you know like prayer chant all that stuff yeah you can read the books and the scriptures and everything and, and get really like 
psychological about it and philosophical about it. You can do, you can exercise like crazy. You can do all the, the, the breathing techniques, the asanas, the, the meditation, uh, or you can just focus on your daily moment to moment action. You can, you can try to do, you can try to be selfless. You can try to just un, like understand that your, the things you do now are what matters most and that's what's building your life and that's what you need to focus on hmm. in a general sense. I guess that's true for all of them, but it's like karma, yoga, raja yoga, uh, jnana yoga, or jhana if you want to say the J, and bhakti yoga. They literally lay it out for you in this way. And what I'm noticing too, back to what we're saying, is that there is no right way. It's like you're the guru and a lot of people say touch on all of them. There's one that might just call to you and all that yeah. jazz, you know, but for most people I think dip your toe in all the waters and and you don't have to necessarily let go of any either that's a valuable point you said that there's no right way and it's like i think early on in my psychedelic use and all that stuff even i'm noticing in meditation a lot of the practice is untangling the predispositions and pre and um expectations that i had mm -hmm. and that was like I would say 80% of the work done was that untangling everything I thought it was and what I was supposed to get and what the other people reported and everything. That's the religiousness I'm talking about because mm. that's what I'm realizing people are hearing now. When I say these words, they hold so much experience behind them, personal experiences. For them, they just go like, it, it, anything I say is added into the box of yoga, which whatever box that was in also. like you, that's, And then I'm kind of respecting the boundary. I'm seeing, oh, this isn't for you yet or whatever. Hmm. I didn't I interrupted you no but yeah it's that and it's really that's the problem is that you you create these categories of things are what you expect okay I'm going to do this it's this is usually what's going to happen according to this this and this and this person and this person and then you get there and it's it's like nothing related some, some stuff's the same and you go oh cool and some a lot of stuff's different <laughs> and you're like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> like I'm here and it's nothing like what what this guy was just telling me about yeah. and then the more you work with it, the more you realize, okay, I built up these false ideas. I got to unbuild this and rebuild my foundation according to how I'm experiencing this. Yeah, totally. You know, and it's like, that was like, that's what I tell everyone now when uh, I allegedly serve uh, DMT. I say, I'm like, everything you read and know and think you know about this, put it aside, you know, because that's already like half the battle. Once you forget what you've read and stuff and you just go into the experience open and without any expectation and then you'll find whatever you're looking for but if you go in like oh i'm expecting to see like terrence mckenna would always say little green men coming to say welcome welcome i fucking done uh dmt uh, maybe 20 30 times by now never seen little green men <laughs> not once never seen them i've seen patterns communicating with me but i've never seen what i picture when he says that is actual little green men saying come in come in and like Maybe that's how just how I interpret it. That's what I what that's what I got out of it. It's literally his interpretation. I thought you were saying you were you're expecting to see Terrence McKenna. Like you continued your sentence, but you're like you're just hello, <laughs> welcome. Like, that'd be pretty badass. He's like, yeah. you've made it. <laughs> you he took too much. <laughs> so yeah, it's really about that. It's just and that applies to everything. Is like go into something as if you just found out about it, without mm -hmm. any of the added bullshit. And all then the, you'll have the direct experience. All that set and setting stuff hmm. that we're talking about, it it seems peripheral to the experience. And that's the point that you're saying is like, yeah. we're taking care of everything else so that you can 
let your guard down. Yeah. And in this case, your part of your guard is all those expectations. Yeah. And they won't necessarily change your experience for the better or worse. They could, but they can definitely kind of filter your experience afterwards. You know, like the fog lifts, so to speak, mm-hmm. or comes back if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then you just start. You know, the, it becomes a memory. Yeah. And memory is fucky. <laughs> yeah, to say the least yeah it's ridiculous how bad memory is yeah it's like uh, think tell me what you ate two days ago for lunch oh that's easy though oh yeah yeah okay. sauerkraut oh yeah sauerkraut <laughs> my mom made so much i'm fucking with sauerkraut a lot lately my mom comes from alsace and it's like a the german part of france yeah you know and she she made this like amazing it's like there's fucking like sausages i just want to call it bruntwurst I don't know if that's the one, but it's, okay. I just I just picture a big sausage when I say that word. <laughs> and there's a little spicier ones, nice. and it's not a very Italian or French dish to be honest. But it's like a French Frenchified German dish because they use beer, but they but in France they okay. use uh, like white wine instead. Okay, it's so fucking classy. Let's go back. What was your lunch a week ago? Last Friday. Imagine I get it. Okay, that would be pretty impressive. Last Friday, but even if you do get it, we'll just extrapolate oh, to a month lunch ago. That day, actually. Let's go to a month ago. Like that's I how bad memory is. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna win this one, Sammy. <laughs> Let's go. But it's Let's pretty go. good. But that's memory is so fucked, you know. It's, As all the minutia goes away, and we only remember acute experiences, and those shape how we see things, yeah. and how we see things shape how we remember things. Yes. So it's like a it's, fucking twisted loop of some it's kind. Fucked up, and like even Thailand. What I got out of Thailand, because like, thinking back on it, I have like three images of Thailand the whole month. Big I have, chunk, big bookmarks. Yeah, three moments, much, yeah. maybe more than, but like. If, you, a, if you dig and start telling, that's yeah. why you have the urge to tell people when you come back. Yeah. As I even offered it to you, like sit me down and tell me start to finish. Nice. Yeah, because no true. one cared about India when I came back. <laughs> I had pictures, I had stories. <laughs> I didn't even know what the fuck happened yeah. to me, you know? And then they're just like, hey, you're back. What's up? Let's smoke some weed and get a job, yeah. bro. Like, <laughs> But what terrible. what I got out of it was one month of positivity, of insanely crazy adventurous times and yeah. just overall and positive excitement, meeting cool people. Just the whole month was pretty much just like this fucking fuck fest of great time, you know? And that month is in my life now, creating new patterns of thinking and, and activity that are all unconscious probably by now, but are literally happening because of that one month in my li- in my timeline. So and that's what I got from it. It's an integration process, which yes. we've touched on a lot. Yeah. But even if it's not in your conscious decisions, that whole month is still operating in the unconscious, you know? Dude, Emerson, I'm not I'm not name dropping like I know a lot of I'm not I'm not pretending to be smart. I just know I remember this quote and he wrote some crazy essays. Mm. This guy's such a good writer. He's so like he's like left brain poetic. It's the only way I can describe it. He's so smart. But he said something along the lines of like I can't re- I can't recall all the the places I've been or the meals I've eaten or the people I've met. Hmm. Uh, and yet each one has made who, made me who I am today. Well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, it's, but it's fucking true, man. And like, same thing with India, man. I just, to this day, it's, it's, it's more, it's like more and more sparse and kind of hits harder also in a, in a strange way. But it's, I'll, I'll just see something in a new way and I'll realize that it's like different from the way from before India or I'll even remember something from India and yeah. then there might even there may or may not be an emotional response it might just be a memory or it might be like a oh wow like I, I, well, I see something differently because of something and it's it's like years and years later <clears throat> it's hard to picture but it's right now at this very moment 
the way you are and the way I am, the way everyone is at this very second is because of every fucking thing that has ever happened to you. Mm. And you have to, to, to really accept that, you have to accept or to really understand it, you have to accept that all the good that happened to you plus the bad and the in-betweens created this very moment right now. It's mm-hmm. like, I got to accept, you got to accept that that moment you told me when you got your ass kicked and you heard the chewing. Like that is part of the Sammy that shaped you to this very second right now. And it's like, that's pretty fucking wild when you really think about it. You know, it's when you really fucking look into your timeline, it's like, shit, I'm here because of all that. And if all that didn't happen or one thing slightly changed, I don't know what Sammy would be like at this moment. Mm-hmm. It's a big window into empathy also because you're realizing like the mechanics of being human. Yes. It's pretty cool. And it's also, it could be a form of self-work because there's no point in latching on to anything at that time, uh, anything bad. It's like a self where you can give yourself forgiveness, you know? Yeah. What's really cool too, this is very popular now in, in psychology and, and trauma release and all these things. Um, it's been a few decades, but it's like, it's just like, uh, it works now. It's like, it's like everywhere. It's uh, rewriting the narrative which I, I really hesitate to because in my mind, acceptance is like a bitter pill to swallow. But I'm in, in my kind of spiritual evolution, if you will, I'm realizing acceptance is, is 360. And it's like I can rewrite the narrative, so I have to accept that also. Whether it's good or not is, is maybe still up for debate in my own mind. But like I said, it's like big in circles now. And it's, it's, it's really interesting because it's like putting priority on the now. And mm. saying, yes, this shaped you. This is a memory, but it's just a memory. You can literally go back and like beat up that guy who beat you up or like pull yourself out of the well or whatever the fucking trauma happened to you. You know, like yeah. you can really go back and change the memory. And it's like, there's nothing sacred about memory. It's twisting and turning all the time with every new thing that goes into us and out of us. Mm-hmm. So just prioritize who you are now and heal that wound. You might forget that wound in a certain yeah. way or it reshapes you and all yeah. that stuff, but that's fine. Break as long the loop. as you can. Yeah, don't go. It's, it's not even a loop. It's a cul-de-sac. You yeah. just go back to that memory and yeah, make so it true. better, make it worse and worse, especially if you identify it as a trauma and then kind of fall into a victim mentality. So true, man. Whereas you can experience trauma sans victim mentality and just accept in a in that kind of 360 way I was talking about and part of that acceptance is hey I can rewrite this I can reframe it might be the more neutral way of saying it because rewrite rewrite is like a redaction like I change it reframe reframe might be better and maybe more realistic but rewrite is also in the fucking toolbox yeah which is hard for me to hear because it's like no this is what happened and blah 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 it's like dude you don't know what happened (laughs) it was decades ago you're just here now trying to remember with your stupid monkey brain yeah. that's like half and full of drugs about, and tired. We just spoke <laughs> about your, your meals of two weeks ago. If you can't really remember your, your meals two weeks or a month ago, exactly. what the fuck is that memory you're, you're thinking about? My <laughs> nervous system remembers those meals and remembers those traumas fucking really well. Yeah. But the way my brain interprets them, it's a different story. It's an optical illusion. It's yeah. like, uh, it's it goes through it's broken telephone man it's crazy yeah it's and we put so much weight in those things especially now because of google mm-hmm. because everyone everyone's like a dr phil like fucking professional you know and what's there's like a they're like a cereal box psychologist you know i don't know what to call it like the yeah everyone thinks they know what the fuck they're talking about but they don't have the full story mm-hmm. it's like someone who says yeah yeah i know how to change your oil then he does something wrong <laughs> and then you fucking yeah you know like he, he you don't know the 
the holistic view yet. You're not a professional. You're getting a small picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, you know how many fucking assholes I know who see me cross my arms and they go, what's wrong, bro? You're crossing your arms. I read an article and I, yeah. And it's like, fuck you, bro. My my back hurts. (laughs) So I fucking crossed my arms so I can puff my chest out. Like, you know, you don't know the whole story. It's true. And the worst part is I know a lot about that stuff. So I bust people's balls. It's true. No one knows how to get a baseline. If If anyone who's listening to this, if you think you can read people, Maybe you can, okay? But get a baseline first. Yeah. You can't just look at somebody. There's no global rules. There's no universal rules. Everybody acts differently. Some guy could be smiling because he's in pain. He yeah. could be wincing. Yeah. A person could have resting bitch face because they're in a peaceful state. Yeah. You don't fucking know what's going on. Stare at them for a couple of hours. Fall in love with your fucking, with your person. I wouldn't even Look say at them hours, for a long time. A, how can you categorize someone in a few hours of... Uh, of yeah. uh, that's true, but you got to know what you're doing because yeah. I can ask you questions that I know you're going to answer yes to. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know your name's Nate and I go, your name's Nate, right? And you go, yeah. The way you said yes is the way you say yes for real. Yeah. I saw that. I saw the way you nodded. I saw the way your hands were positioned. I saw how you got out of your posture. Now I have a little more picture uh, and a little build more piece of, of the puzzles. Yeah. And then That's you start fair. building, building, building. Yeah. And I- it could take a long time. You're right. You got to respect. You'll always be surprised. It's always like 80%. You're never going to be fully good at it, yeah. fully right. It's a funny point you make, though, but it's so valuable. It's like you can bump into someone and they're just having a fucking off day. And it's your first time encountering this person. And then in your mind, your category of that person is, oh, the fucking person's a bitch or an asshole. Like that's that's who, how you always think of that person. Mm. Meanwhile, you don't know if something crazy happened moments before he bumped into you or whatever. And then your category is that. It's that's really, a- it's odd. That is another big thing in psychology. Um, I don't know if I brought it up in the podcast already. I'm sorry if I did. Um, but like, um, there's a comparison between uh, how we view people, and and it's it's uh, conditional versus essential. Okay. And so when you essentialize someone, it's very unfair because like an example I always use is my dad because he's a he's like an angry guy, and I see the pattern, you know. So so in my head. And still, even though I'm explaining this to you, it still feels justified <laughs> in my mind. But I just say, oh, you're just angry. Like, even it's even in the way I use the word. Like, you are just angry. Like, you're just a frustrated guy. You're like a hair-trigger, impatient human, whatever, you know? But the truth is, in his mind, and I'm sure of this, you know, maybe, maybe over years, because he's like in his 70s now, you know? Actually, it was his birthday recently, 77. Happy birthday, well, Sal. 7-7, seven, seven, it's a nice number. It is, it's good. And he's in good health, man. Fuck you know, yeah. For his age, people are falling apart. Anyway, so he he could let's say that there was he has to work hard. His fucking kids are assholes, and he and, they, and he still needs to. He can't retire yet, and he and he he almost got into an accident because he had to do something. He went on his phone, but he's because he's busy, and, he's, and then someone cuts him off. Him, he's got conditions. He's got all these reasons for why he's acting this way and feeling this way. And for me, I, f- I throw all of that out and I go, you, you know, you're just this way. This Sal equals angry. Yeah. You know, his name's even Sal. He's such a fucking mobster. He talks <laughs> like this. Hey, hey. Oh, I met Sam. him a few times. Yeah, I know. He's fucking, he's a character. Man. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I, it's confu- I look at him and I'm like, how am I your son? But I see the, a lot of positives and negatives in myself that are yeah. directly from him yeah. as I get older. But it's, anyway, that's, that's my point. Is, yeah. We, we, it's not fair to do that. No. You take away like the soul of the human in your eyes. You're punishing yourself and you're treating other people. Why do we shittier. do that? You, it's, uh, 
it's it's a victim mentality you know like even my father taking those conditions and turning the emotions into actions is a form of a victim mentality but it's very subtle it's very subconscious you got to talk to us like they like not everyone's that self-aware but for you to go ah fuck this guy like you're just also giving into your emotions Mm -hmm. whereas if you stop and open like i see it as the third eye maybe it's just common sense also but it's like you see what you can't see because but you know it's there it Mm -hmm. has to be there because you've been alive long enough to fucking know these things yeah but you forego those things subconsciously semi-consciously in order to cater to your emotions yeah and it's a big ego fucking roller coaster i guess that's the path of self-awareness is the more you become aware the less that happens you know you start seeing people and you, you can turn off that mechanism so but it can be hard work man and you know this better than i do like people who are trying to adjust their posture there's a little like kind of biomechanic memory you want to start teaching the person and they start holding themselves up better but if they don't have the musculature they're just hurting themselves yeah. so it's more about the practice when you meditate you're in a kind of bubble and you're you're able to cultivate equanimity and then you start seeing it popping up in mm. your life and you surprise yourself yeah when i have a meditation practice i wake up and i immediately start meditating and I love that. I it's, need to start doing it in the morning. It makes me so happy. But I don't even get out of bed. Like I'm, I, I become aware that I'm awake and I, st- I just go into a state of meditation or, or, or practice, if you will. Yeah. Cool. And, and I love that because it's kind of like a, it's a quiet, comfortable spot. My body hasn't moved in a while. Like it's just, it's my, it's like a muscle memory almost like yeah. a reflex. But when you, when you start seeing these gaping windows in your actions, and it's just like a big, like a voice or a something just goes, you have a choice here. You know, like you, this is a pause, you know, you feel it. It's the same taste, the same color, whatever of meditation of those moments when mm-hmm. you saw a thought and you went back to your breathing or whatever yes. the fuck. When I'm noticing it's day seven of meditation, I think, or day, yeah, day seven. I'm noticing in daily activities and daily choices now, anything I have to decide or do something, there's a brief second of pause which I never had before. And it's just like observing why I'm doing this. Let's say, um, well, this is a little bit more mechanical drinking this water, but let's say, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm craving some type of food. Mm. And then I go to the kitchen and I pause instead of impulse, just eating what I see. Mm -hmm. I say, okay, uh, okay, I'll make this. And then that little pause and then that decision. It's like, I'm because I'm meditating now, I'm seeing my thoughts more. Uh, The way I told my friend was beautifully put was like water is going through a strainer, okay? And it's just pouring through a strainer. And now I'm able to see what's left in the strainer and then pick each one out and look at them and then put it into the mix or throw it out. And that, that can be extrapolated to thoughts and That's ideas. Nice. Yeah, so it's like now I, I see my thoughts going through the strainer and whatever sticks out, I look at it instead of just pouring the fucking whole thing in the cup and drinking, you know? And yeah. it, that it's valuable to have that tool. You're, it's like you're just it's like you're cultivating more free will yes you're, you're killing momentum exactly and we all we all operate on momentum you know it's just that's how we go forward and that's a good thing for like things like drinking this water unconsciously i don't need to be consciously aware of every sip mm-hmm. or maybe you do it for enlightenment i don't know but <laughs> this I, this will I don't know either <laughs> i don't fucking know I, I that would be kind of a chaotic in the mind to everything you do has a 
I think I think it's just unrealistic. If it, if that's your goal, then you have to like emancipate yourself from society because there's a certain pace, and yeah. we're a certain hu- like humans are just a certain animal. Yeah. We have a kind of range of gears or speed or whatever that we function in, and and society is its own animal, and we're kind of forced to adapt. Which obviously there's a lot of uh, you know grinding metal in in so to speak. Yeah. But there there's a lot of um, like like I keep going back to that 360 acceptance because I feel like I accept things in chunks and I'm actually catering to uh, like victim states again. Whereas like you could consciously observe yourself taking the bottle, even, even in a humorous way, observe that you didn't notice you were reaching for it. And now that you, you have, you don't even interrupt it, but you're just doing it like a little slower or maybe it didn't even just, it might even just seem a little slower in your mind because you're, you're more aware. Now you feel the bottle in your hand, mm-hmm. you feel the weight of it. You really taste the water going down you know, like nice. Yeah. There's just a little extra layer there. Something's a little different, but it's just your awareness to it. Or there's a little, maybe it, there's less of a layer there. There's le- there's something. There's less bullshit. Mm. Like the fog, yeah, is is it's reduced. Gone yeah, interesting. And yeah, so that's that's what I've gotten from meditating so far. And for me, that feels very valuable. It's like you're just you're more in control. And it, what keeps ringing in my my ears is uh, accountability. You're just being more accountable for your actions. Mm. You know, it's like that's well rounded because it's because you, you're taking away from blame, which yeah. is just established useless. Yeah, <laughs> but we all do it. We all put blame on fuck. Uh, the substance is addictive. This is that, and then we we give accountability away. We spread it out, and sometimes it goes too thin, and then nothing you're doing is account- you're not accountable for anything you're doing. It's a waste of energy in, in, in like in the in a nutshell. It's yeah. like I come from a fam like a house that's just reflexively like um we're inquisitive but like we're kind of accusatory. And it's like it's always the mission is like, okay, who is to blame? And it's exhausting for me now that I see through that and, and I'm I see through I don't want to sound pompous, but I mean I, I see through the problem to the solution is what I'm trying to say. Like this is literally we're wasting our energy. What is the problem? And how do we rectify it? Maybe the knee-jerk reaction to blame is necessary at first because we are not taking responsibility. So if like my mom, let's say, is like, who the fuck did this? Because we're all busy and I need to blame you so that you can take responsibility. Or I can be, or I can at least, I can be justified in my anger that you can't take responsibility because it was your fault. Like it's just a fucking, <laughs> it's a chore even describing this Sounds to you. Sounds like a lot of weight. It's it's like boring. It's yeah. like it's like I'm I'm like okay, you know, like I get it. Yeah. I see you know you don't you don't see this yet, but I do it too. I mean, I can't I can't put it all on them, of course, but it's 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 just a dynamic at this point. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but it, it is a waste of energy, and th- but that's the subtle thing I wanted to bring up is that it's it's hard to get rid of that fully because if you if you can manage to take the victim mentality out. Then if the person who is to blame is not taking responsibility, now the responsibility falls onto you. Mm-hmm. And that's, you got to, you got to kind of, uh, hogtie the ego in that, in that case, you got to be like, look, this needs to get done. And I can't just pout about it because, you know, some guy caused my problem and it's the, some guy's problem to fix it. I need this to be done now and he's not going to fix it. He okay. or she is fucking doing their fucking dance and I got to do my dance. That's the, that's the leader role. 
it's I guess so. Maybe leader role is like a deep sense of accountability. Yeah. I, that's interesting. And you you do what you can when you can, and you also delegate or whatever or like don't or do don't missing. try to impose. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you you fill the gaps where they need to be filled. You it's know, a like lot a, of pressure to put on yourself, but that's what a leader takes. But you but you also don't take it when it's not needed. Mm-hmm. That's like that true responsibility. You don't go, you don't impose that like some no. kind of crazy uh, no. drunk king or something. That's where humility comes in as well. That's it. It's this balance. Yeah. That's tricky, man. Yeah. Dude, I, I know I mentioned them already, but the, these videos on YouTube, the stories of old, they fucking get into this stuff so well. They talk about, are ye stories of old? I don't remember that. You could YouTube, the, you'll find it, you know, but... They're so well done and they apply so well to this kind of like, it's a, it's like a simple yet deep, uh, concept of psychology. And I, I don't even want to get into it deeply now, but they talk about these archetypes like the King and how those two things can be like out of balance. And you have this, this kind of, uh, default modality that is he calls it bipolar because it's like you there's this he he does this image of a triangle and you literally see like someone who has too much power or doesn't take enough responsibility and and they oscillate between the two whereas the middle is exactly like we described like the top of the pyramid you really need this balance where you need like a hundred percent accountability and a hundred percent humility so that you're you're this you know uh head of the spear in a sense but you're respecting the whole structure behind you as well. That's a true leader. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why those are very rare, you know, because some people take the lead forcefully or whatever, and it's just, it never works. You know, it's always going to have chaos. Yeah. What's fun too is like, like we just finished talking about, like, um, like you can't, you can't essentialize anybody. Some people become very consistent and I, and I applaud them, you know, uh, unless it's a bad trait, but <laughs> the um, it's like like to, like on the way here, some guy cut me off because I was like getting on an exit and he didn't have his blinker, and I had so much like lane that I'm like, okay, this guy's obviously not going in this exit, mm-hmm. and then he did, and I just it just came out of my mind. I'm like, you fucking dumb state, <laughs> and I don't know why I said that. Like I wanted to say like dumbass or something, but it's like my brain created this word. Like you're, you're, you're dumb right now. Hmm. And I, and I instantly got not mad. I, I, I laughed also cause I didn't like have control over my mouth, which was nice. fun. But like, I, it's like, oh yeah, I'm dumb sometimes too. Like I'm not dumb always. Like I'm not a consistent anything really, yeah. <clears throat> which is a problem in my life personally. <laughs> Some people are more consistent and more disciplined and all those things. So that's, there's pros and cons, but the, the epiphany was cool. Nice. It's like, I you just laughed at yourself. Yeah, it's like I the frustration was like the react like you know like yeah. the, the Dalai Lama says like you, no matter how much you meditate if you hear a gunshot you might flinch. Yeah, <laughs> it's how you react after that matters. It's true. So I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah, thank you. I'm an interesting guy. It <laughs> <laughs> reminds me. It's kind of related. Just it's funny because people in dumb state, like you said, dumb state. Just people. There are a lot of people are operating very unconsciously most of their life. And uh, this kills me, man. I was driving. I think I, I don't know if I said it on this on the podcast, but you know the story. I was just driving. I don't know what happened. I was just maybe a little bit slower than usual. I was just fucking chilling. It's like a 50 zone. I'm maybe going 35. You'd probably be honking me. I would fucking <laughs> pass you <laughs> and this, on the sidewalk. This lady zooms by me and her, it's like an SUV and she's fucking honking. 
and yelling and screaming. And I see in the in the back of my window, the the rear view. I see the in the rear view mirror. She's screaming, and then she comes next to me, and she she goes at my pace for like a brief second, and she just flips me off, giving me the finger, yelling. And I look at her, and I realize she's the waitress at this restaurant I go to almost. Well, I, I haven't been in a while, but I was going there pretty regularly, like two to three times a week. And she's like the morning waitress, and she's fucking flipping me the bird. <laughs> And I look at her and I'm just smiling. I'm like, what the fuck? The next morning like, I go there. Roberta, I thought we were friends. <laughs> the next morning I go there and she has no recollection of it. Just, I can tell by the way she's acting. She just had no clue. And it's just, Dude, no, she's spitting your eggs, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> or she's a fucking hell of an actor. It's one of the two. But I was there the next morning. All waitresses are, bro. Yeah. No, but it was weird. Because I was looking at her and she was giving me the finger, but she wasn't really looking at me. She was looking like... I'm sure she was fucking blue in the face. Yeah, <laughs> just complete reactive state. Or and, red in the face, yeah. And she just complete... All her anger from the day and frustration of whatever's fucking building up inside was just coming out at me at that moment. And I couldn't help but almost laugh. I was hilarious. I had an, I had an, like an exact same reaction. I mean, I didn't know the person. Your yeah. story is much better. But this guy just fucking was driving like a maniac. And I'm I'm like going 100 in, the, in a 70 already. You know, so I'm like riding dirty and this fucking guy is trying to cut me off, uh, trying to trying to like make me pass, make yeah. me get out of the way in the left lane. It's my duty. I know as a good driver, I should get out of that lane. Yeah. But I didn't have time. And I just fucking I just like try to get out. Then he starts going and then I go back and it's like it's like two people trying to cross each other in the fucking hallway. And yeah. you almost like we almost got an accident. So the guy, the guy, like I, I hear his engine going, he's crossing me in and I just flipped the fucking bird without even looking. I just like in my mind wanted to tell this guy, fuck you, but he saw me and then I see the car is like matching my speed again. And he's just fucking like, he's just, it's like a mute. Like I can't hear anything this guy's saying, but he's just like pointing, he's flipping his finger at me and screaming as if I know what the fuck this guy's saying. And I burst into laughter and it, I'm sure it only made him fucking more mad. Yeah. Well, 100%. It's just comedic. It's hilarious. What is laughter? But, but a, a, a burst it's a of anxiety. Right? Yeah. It's release. You just, you can't help it. You're, oh my God. This is ridiculous. Years back, I was driving my buddy Simon and we're going up this area where it's just, there's two left turns, two lanes can turn left. Mm, and yeah, we were going, yeah. So we're going the, in the Jeep and we're in the first of the, the second, there's the middle and the, the left lane. We're in the left lane. He's making a left turn in the left lane, but cuts over to the second lane so yeah it was a bad Classic. move and the guy behind him freaked started honking you know because he cut the guy off almost caused a huge accident and we he honked we moved on we're driving and we're just having a normal conversation and the guy speeds up we just see him i don't know i think he hits pause for a minute to take a deep breath but he speeds up catches up to us at the light and it's like you motherfucker fuck you you motherfucker fuck you fuck you we're like we're like fuck fuck you he's like fuck me fuck me and he puts his finger out the way he's staring at us like head completely turned and just burns the red light with the middle finger staring at us who knows what kind of cars were coming on the intersection dude that he's is like, so metal and he's like fuck you and he just goes all the way through and we couldn't stop laughing we're 10 minutes just cracking up because he almost died in front of you I don't know what he was doing was, like you guys were probably holding your breath like a car was just gonna come in like fucking meet Joe Black style like, and fucking I don't know what this fucking dude was thinking but like it made no sense he's like fuck me fuck you and he just burns the light staring at us it's amazing <laughs> we still talk about it to this day it had to have been like nine years ago i had one that i that i like my friends don't even remember it because it was so strange this i don't know we're just trading road rage stories <laughs> it's all about unconscious behavior <laughs> but it's amazing because i was in the passenger seat my friend's driving and 
Wait, was I driving? No, no, I was driving. That's why. Yeah, I was driving. <laughs> Fucking Christ, man. Drugs are bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was driving and I'm just staring off. I'm listening to my, my friend talk and he says something funny. I don't realize like where I'm looking, you know, and we're at a red light. So I'm like not, I'm not driving or anything. We're just, we're stopped. And I, I it kind of clicks because I did, it doesn't click for a while, but this guy next to me, he's like, he's like up, he's like in front of us, but in the other lane. And he just starts yelling at us and he's got like forearms, like Popeye, like this guy's <laughs> definitely on roids. Oh shit. Like a hundred percent. And he's, but he's just kind of, he's like turning to us, turning to his girlfriend, turning to us. I, I realized I was looking like right through his girlfriend. Yeah. Like, so she thought I was looking at her and laughing at her, I guess. Like this is a, this car was flooded with insecurity. I, I can't understand these people's lives. Like a random person was laughing in their direction and they fucking lost You're laughing it. at my girl, bro. No, dude, you don't understand. This guy was cutting us off. I had to dodge him. Whoa. He, I almost crashed multiple times. And he starts spitting out the window and spitting on my car. And I, I, exactly, dude. I just, I'm like, and I have four people. I have a full car. We all just break out laughing. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it's like a, a cartoon. Like, this guy just came out of nowhere. He's fucking got laughing fucking, my girl, bro. Dude, he's a big guy. Like, I'm not pulling over. You no, know, like I'm not pulling over, and this guy is uh, you gotta scared. You got to work your jiu-jitsu first, bro. He had a fucking egg head. He had this weird shaped head, man, and he uses these big forearms. I'll never forget his face. Like imagine you, but like stretched out. Like he's just, he's just like someone just went in Photoshop and went. Bleh. Oh man! And also big forearms because you have normal forearms. You have some nice muscle on you, it's but like normal. this guy had yeah. fucking Popeye forearms. Like it didn't make sense, and he had big biceps. Oh yeah. So his I don't know what it's. He's a drummer and a. Weightlifter or something? I don't understand. Injecting synthol. You see those guys? Oh god! It's, it's I, I instantly forget as soon as I stop talking about it, and then when someone brings it up, I go, "Oh god!" Uh, every it's time. Ridiculous. They inject this synthol oil into their muscles to look bigger. A lot of times, they what huge side effects can trend. come with it. Yeah, they're fucking crazy. Insecurities, man. That is special, man. Yeah. This guy, he's like, I saw this guy. Like he he injects in one of his arms. <laughs> So he's got like a massive bicep and it's like a tattoo. He's like, yeah, I'm doing my other arm tomorrow. And it's like, he looks like a fucking and retard. they're not even even. It looks but like it, you're, you're... It's not a muscle. It's, it's a bubble. Yeah, it's it doesn't the, move when he moves his arm. It's the weirdest thing. He's like, check it out, guys. Like, <laughs> check what out? What what circle are you in that this is okay? I always Get wonder that. friends, bro. I always wonder that. I'm like, who's telling you, who's telling you this is a good idea? Who's not telling you it's a bad idea? <laughs> like, Jeez. you have parents? Like... <laughs> Jeez, that's a tough one. Hey, son, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> inject your skin with oil <laughs> so that you look like you have non-functional <laughs> bubble muscle. What kind of shirts do you wear with that kind of thing? I don't know, man. Does that shit pop? Uh, there's been deaths from it. Dear God. It gets into the bloodstream and fucking causes all sorts of problems. It's so crazy to find something dumber. Like when I found out people were dipping tampons in vodka and shoving it up their ass or something to <laughs> bypass their liver yeah. and then they were dying. It's like, okay... <laughs> Like Darwinism or whatever, you know. It's like very popular Darwin right awards. now. That in high schools, I was reading. That's popular now. Yeah. Well, it's How been around a long time, actually. Yeah. But it's, it's there's a lot of cases of that. I remember Don't in high that. school that the was... liver's supposed to process your fucking alcohol. <laughs> you yeah. morons. Yo, debate though. Hmm. Would you get high if you put weed up your butt? Would you get high? Yeah, because when you eat yeah. edibles. Rogan always fucking says it goes through your liver, it turns into something else, and that's why you get blasted. 
What if you shove it up your fucking like you blew smoke reverse in the ass pile? or you just put a no, nug that in would there. instant anal cancer. Just just <laughs> instant fucking <laughs> I mean like just put a nug in there. I guess an oil. A n- <laughs> just stick a <laughs> nug up there. <laughs> Maybe it would work. Like, just heat it up in the oven first. Wait, sorry, what the fuck are you doing? Bro, it's my ass, bro. Bro, Putting up dude, it grab. gets you so fucked up, bro. <laughs> you leave it in there for 30 minutes? Put your pants back on. <laughs> you're tripping me out, man. Because well, you're not digesting anything, so it would have to be an oil. Dude, I don't know. Maybe you break it down. It's a, it's a very absorbent uh, membrane in your fucking... Yeah, but it wouldn't break down hooch, solid. In your you butt would need, hooch. You would need, you would need a nice... Uh, like a, I wonder. I mean... Right? I, <laughs> I, I went to... See, it was funny. But now you're curious. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I got get, another one. Give me some oil. I'll, I'll slab some in there. I think you need a dripper, like a turkey baster. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get it in there for real. <laughs> oh, my God. They have uh, THC lubricant and massage oil and nice. stuff like that. So I wonder if like. Nice. Yeah. I wonder if. I want some of that. Upon entry, what, what kind of freak party it would turn into? You, you just. You bang into overdose. <laughs> <laughs> Does it get you blasted? I don't it know. Must. It, it would. I would think so. I bet it gets a girl blasted more though, because you're, again, yeah, absorbent hooch membrane. <laughs> <laughs> I got away with words. I'm a word wizard. Hooch membrane. <laughs> <laughs> you're putting a nug up your ass. A, that's hilarious. It's so funny to picture. And there's a joke in there somewhere because nug is like a like a nugget. It's like a poop, you know, like a poop nugget, like a reverse poop. What would you call that? We could probably think of something funny, like a reverse sticking, poop. No, no, like sticking a nugget of weed <laughs> up your ass to get high. I don't know. That's uh, getting ass blasted. Ass blasted. No, I'll think of something better, but it'll take me like five minutes. Yeah, I wonder. Or if, like, the tampon thing with alcohol, if they did that with uh, just a fucking shit ton of uh, THC oil, I'm sure it would work. I don't know. I'd love to find out. Oh. Because, I mean, if something enters your bloodstream, it's going to hit the liver eventually. But I guess because you digest it, it hits the liver first. So that's what they mean by bypass the liver. So I guess it would just take you longer if it has to go through the liver to turn into the whatever, 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 you know, the THC. But it's uh, also way more potent, right? Because yeah. you're not breaking it down in the liver. The liver is not extracting anything. So you're, whatever the dose is, it's direct into the bloodstream. So maybe you'll just feel high. You like might as get if you fucking blitzed. With, with THC in general, it's pretty safe because the, the poison scale is like... Maybe you'll just get an infection or something weird. <laughs> you'll get like a... Ugh. You're messing with your... But internal. alcohol has a, as a lethal dose is pretty low, right? So that's why you're hearing these insane stories of people actually overdosing on alcohol and, and getting poisoning. It's because they might not look like a lot, but it's directly entering the bloodstream with no filter. Oh, my God. Imagine you have like a, a cut. That's what I'm wondering. What's the, what's the appeal? Doesn't it burn? <laughs> Even if there isn't a cut, it's a, you're inside. There must be some type of weird feeling. Oh, God. Maybe it's like... Like like uh like a peripherally bird. sexual, oh. yeah. They're just like yeah, <laughs> definitely Stick not that good. Shit up my ass. Definitely not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Fuck. I'm so glad I'm not a teenager anymore. Fuck, man. Talk Peer about pressure makes you stick. Man. If you uh, you know all those videos, two girls, one cup, and all that stuff. Oh god. 
fuck. Speaking of assholes, there was one, uh, I think it was like two girls, one fishy or something oh, no. fishies. No, I don't even want to know. Oh my God. My friend sent to this me. Cover your ears, grandma. So back in high school. I don't know if it still <laughs> circulates in the same way it did when we were all in high school, but I don't think it does. There was something like more scarce, you know, more what? sparse about content the internet. Was, content was very limited back then. It like was, 4chan and shit. Like once you found those things, it was like a well and yeah. it was horrible. But like but, pretty much the viral videos we all saw in Kaza were kind of universal. It was like everyone saw that or LimeWire or whatever you used. Even the early YouTube days like that fucking dramatic squirrel. You remember that video? Dramatic squirrel. It's like dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it just stares at you for like four seconds. For sure. It's the, like, one, the one I saw though was the, the Kill Bill song. Like it okay. turns yeah, and yeah, then they, it goes they like, remix it, yeah. <laughs> they remix it, it a million red. times. <laughs> but like that was like the early day viral videos that everyone knew about it. And so oh like Two Girls, One Cup, when it came to the surface, it was talked about everywhere. Like it was like the biggest thing. First, I was like, you know why I think it's it's less common now? Because it was new. Like this whole disgusting concept was new to the internet where now you can find literally anything and everything. In but you have to go look for it. Yeah. Whereas, whereas like your friend bombs you with, it's like, yeah. oh, watch this video. It's funny. And then it's like, oh, what's yeah. happening? So, <laughs> so then there was like two guys. Then there was one guy, one hammer. Then Mr. Hands with the, the oh guy with the God. horse. You saw that one? That was fucked up too. Man. I don't know. The pain Olympics. Oh, BME pain Olympics. That Why was, are we telling people about this? Don't look any of this up. This no, is like the no, cocaine of to. internet. You don't need this drug in your life. <laughs> It's better left unlooked. But yeah, seriously. You know, you know. It's just the worst. But there was one where there was like... Serbian film? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just naming more shit. <laughs> Two Guys, One Hammer is a hard one, man. Oof. I don't know what that is. Stay away from don't that one. Don't tell me it. Stay away from that one. No, not even going to try it. Serious. People listening, if you're fucked, check it out. But don't blame me because Two Guys, One Hammer is one of the hardest videos you'll ever watch. You know, as I get older, like there's even... Like even just watch like America's Funniest Home Videos shit where people bail hard. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't. This I can't. Horrible. Me this too. Guy has a, this, this dog is dead. There's yeah. like a dog falling down a hill. And I'm like, that dog's dead. I can't or, see uh, this kind of stuff anymore. Or like that guy, boom, that guy has a concussion. Boom. I that think CTE, it's because boom. life experience gets in there and there's more relatable. You can relate more to situations, totally. you know? I think I thought more that it was the, the, the like medical information that's like more just accessible. And I think it's popular. all of it, man. It's all smushed into being an adult and being older. I and think you're right, though. I think it's a big empathy. Yeah, thing. because when I was young, I was watching, oh, look at this video. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, fucking, fucking losers. <laughs> look, you <laughs> fell like an idiot. So the fit, oh, it's called I Love Fishies. Anyway, I just, Stop. I'll give a little, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to get into it a little bit. This, she's just <laughs> asshole up into the camera, just, just waving at everyone. Oh, God. And she's just pushing and shooting out tadpoles. <laughs> <laughs> And they're landing in a fucking bucket. And then before you know it, there's like 30 tadpoles in that bucket. Oh, my God. And they showed how they put it in. No, <laughs> it was I was just going to say, like, that's the mystery. Is that she, It's just no, coming out of nowhere. You keep watching that shit. If you didn't turn it off, there's a funnel. They shove it in. They're oh, just pouring no. the water and the tadpoles there's, in there's, their There's ass. only one way to do it. I don't need to know. I don't need to oh, see it. It was odd, man. Oh, God. Hey, but that's kind of impressive. It was very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely odd, you know? Oh my god! What happened to like, just a good old golf ball in the hooch? <laughs> you just you hear you hear the and then <laughs> yeah. and it goes flying across the room. Oh, it was shit. funny. It was for all ages. <laughs> I love fishies. It's next level insane. I apparently love the word hooch. Yeah, that's it in Thailand too. I didn't go to it, but they had this thing called the Pussy Show, and like it's renowned. And it's apparently these girls can do anything with their vaginas. Sounds like you regret it. 
I honestly, the pricing, it didn't sound like, I don't think it's a place you go alone. If you're traveling alone, unless you meet a group and you make a, like a friend group and say, Hey, let's go to the pussy yeah, show. Yeah, let's go. It's I an, just no, felt weird a, going into that bar alone. Like it's a, a gag, right? Yeah. It's your, yeah. It's like but, a, even going to a, f- a movie alone feels a little weird at first. Yeah. But like you can't hide that shame. You know, people that can't <laughs> you get up. People that can't eat at restaurants alone. I never understood that. Can't. Yeah. I guess they just never tried. It's I love it. I did it once a long time ago and kind of fell in love with it. I was like, it's like, it's like you, rev- it's like you, you, like a, a, like you uncover a conspiracy. You're like, why don't I do this all the time? <laughs> That's weird, bro. Why don't we think of, why don't we do it's this? It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. But I saw something, it's a meme that, that comes back sometimes, but it's like, uh, I saw a guy eating at a restaurant alone and he wasn't checking his phone like a psycho. <laughs> Like that's like yeah. like I'm paraphrasing, but it's like that's yeah that like, like that's, that's not someone normal might these see days. you and without even realizing it, they're like, what the fuck is this guy up to? Like they're just, just they're just suspicious, just staring straight ahead. Yeah, it's like I'm just thinking, maybe I'm just eating, dude. I always wanted to make this beautiful video where it's like like a like a a lot of f- like little frames inside the the fr- like the the actual frame of the video, and a, like someone is is ordering food and they're they're checking their phone and like what they're thinking is popping up like like crossing over like not it's not panning over but like the artistic shit doesn't matter but like you see what they're thinking of sort of like bubbles yeah like or squares yeah like 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 little screens on top of the screen of the bigger screen Hmm. and then there's another guy in the restaurant and like the same thing is happening but it's reflecting what his experience is in the moment so it's kind of silently showing that he's like meditating that he's just in the moment he's eating he's really tasting it he you might see memories like flashes of of what he's experiencing like with associations nice and then it comes back to what he's experienced he hears something whereas the other girl like it's i don't know why i made it a girl Mm. i just this picture of like the 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 fucking bimbo you know it could be a guy or a girl but they got to take pictures of their food all the time and it's like that kind of was her bubbles from texting or no, no, it's like just what's like in her she, mind. You know, she, she, she's, she's eating, but she's thinking of something else. Then the phone rings, and yeah. then like ten things it's, pop up that what it overload. could be. Yeah. yeah, and then she, she gets the waiter, and then there's like you can see that she's yeah. getting anxious, yeah. and then she's getting frustrated because there was something wrong with her meal. Nice. And then yeah. the other guy's just sitting there, and you, it's just clink, you know, like yeah. he's <laughs> clink, clink. He's just eating the the water, and then it's like you, f- nice. you feel the moisture around the like the. It's like the almost appreciation and gratitude he's having. Yeah, but like in a in a visceral way, nice. like in a really physical way. That is something I relate to a lot. Anyway, that's just, uh, that's funny you say that. That ties into the the small meaning of this podcast. <laughs> the the water with the strainer, you know, it's like let some people don't even put the strainer out psychologically, and they're just overload of fucking everything's flooding into their mind, mm-hmm. and there's no control. And that now I'm seeing why anxiety is so high right now, and the stress is so high, and depression is growing and we spoke about that recently and it's because just there's no control over what's happening in your mind it's just there's there's no one in the in the driver's seat driver's seat looking around it's just operating at full so much stimulus from outside noises to to notifications on your phone to um there's no consistency yeah and there's no peace all that plus your thoughts plus everyone else's thoughts around you and just pouring it onto each other it's just this fucking conundrum of chaos and that's it's a good alliteration yeah (laughs) thank you brother and it's 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 this this fucking overload and then the minute you just sit down for fucking two minutes one minute ten minutes whatever you fucking decide to commit to all of a sudden you're you're seeing the chaos Mm. and you're you're able to find the eye of the storm 
And then you get in that middle and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, okay. I am not all these things I thought it was. I can see them clearly separated and now I can pick and choose and kind of sort the sort the filing cabinet out, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've always said, because I, I totally, like you, you got to identify the throne and then kind of kick the ego out and then like decide who sits in the throne, like Paul Selig says. And, and you can do that. Which mm. is the opposite of the victim mentality. You really have a choice in all in all in all matters. In all well, in, in how you you know, like you said, uh, either go with the flow or don't. That's mm -hmm. really the ultimate only choice you have. But uh, there's, it's not even the content which you which you alluded to at the beginning. It's it's just the fact. It's the speed. I sometimes I'm flipping through Facebook, and at first I keep coming back to this realization. At first I thought it was what I'm seeing, but it's the fact that I'm like. Next, 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 yeah. next, next, next. And it's like my brain can't breathe, if that makes so sense. So much information processing in the unconscious, too, while you're doing that. that that's it. The, 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 con like the, the fucking dark web of my brain it's is fucking everything. on overdrive. Yeah. You know, you could be in sixth gear all the time. At least you're getting something done. Yeah. But, I mean, it, what I've said a lot, though, that's what I was saying before, is you can take five minutes every day. And if you're consistent and you're meditating, even five minutes will do something. Mm -hmm. But but uh, Corey Allen, who has the Astral Hustle podcast, I love that guy. Mm. He's he's just great. I want to buy his book too. But he says his suggestion because he has like kind of mini podcasts. They're like five, ten, twenty minutes sometimes. And he says he says try to sit until the peace comes, because that's what you're trying to cultivate. Mm -hmm. You know, he says it. He he explains it. He goes through it, but it's. It's it's like hard sometimes because you sit there for a half hour, yeah. eight, 90 minutes sometimes. You, you might not get there. But it's not wasted because the next day it's going to be easier. So yeah. that, those five minutes are still fucking five minutes in the bank. Think of it like it's, exercise. Yeah, it's You're just exactly fucking that. flexing a muscle. And we're given this knowledge and from seeing elite athletes, seeing elite musicians, seeing everything, that the recipe for it to work is consistency and just putting in the fucking hours yeah, man. and we are reminded that in every aspect of our life we can look at the greatest basketball player the greatest golfer the greatest tennis player it's the same formula i fucking just did it i kept doing it i kept working dude the fucking freemasons like i don't know like conspiracies aside and shit but mm. they're 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 like modus operandum their fucking motto is liboris e constancia it okay. literally means work and constancy like labor and constancy wow. They put that in there. It's just two words. It's work and don't stop working. Yes. It's so powerful. Fuck. It's like this is the secret of secrets. Yeah. All the other stuff we do, all the crazy shit that we're teaching you, yeah. it, no. none of it matters if you don't put in the work and you don't stop putting in the work. And that's it. That's why meditation, okay, It's not you're not finding your fucking peace the first 10, 15, 30th day. Keep fucking doing it until it becomes so natural and then all of a sudden you realize you're in the piece and that could be you don't even remember when it started you know you're just going to be like fuck it's hitting every time now yeah and yeah. that's um that's what i realized and time is irrelevant i think for now for what i notice i'm doing 20 minutes a day but what's most important because i can create discipline pretty quickly but some people can't i've noticed <laughs> some people can and that's cool so fuck the time just say i'll commit to a minute if if a minute is what's going to get you doing it daily you'll you'll triple that or quadruple that and times that by 20 within a, f a week or two just getting it part of your routine is the important part yeah and sometimes just a good youtube channel or a, a good teacher because you need to 
implement some forgiveness so that you mm. you know to kind of bypass that guilt and just keep practicing yeah and you need to have a little of that informed faith as opposed to the blind faith you need to know what you're doing with meditation and why and then i mean we won't get into it now there we're, yeah. we're out of time but just know how to and know what you're cultivating and and if a little bit of direction mm. and as soon as you feel slip uh, that you're slipping you know maybe maybe take a break maybe meditate in a different way go on a walking meditation yeah. you know just count your steps or something stupid like that it's it works yeah. or or standing meditations are fun too interesting there's a there's um the sufis spin around man yeah, they just spin, spin in a circle hours, i don't yeah. know how they don't vomit but <laughs> yeah. do you man <laughs> it's crazy all right brother let's uh well let's wrap it up zip uh, it up and zip it out